Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unmuted Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Passi. Unmuted is a podcast where we host conversations on pressing issues in today's society, including things like social protests, Black Lives Matter, COVID, and reconciliation. We will host interviews with a diverse group of students from the PLNU community. Unmuted focuses on topics that may be considered hard to talk about, but show that by having the conversation, we can start the change that is needed in these times. And for today's conversation, we will be talking about Loma culture. With me, I have Sarah Bell, a leader in Voices of Love and Team Barnabas, and Maddie Grindy, a graphic design student and the founder of Far Out Florals, a handmade clothing brand. We're so excited to have them here with us today as they share their experiences with the campus culture here at PLNU. Hey guys, welcome back to Unmuted. Um, back for our first like legitimate episode. Last time was like kind of a trailer of like, hey, what's coming up and stuff. Um, but this episode is real now. So I'm excited to be here um, with all of you once again and with our guests um, so to get started, to let everyone know who is here with me, can you guys intro yourselves, you know, your name, your major, um, any leadership or anything you do on campus? Um, and yeah, so whoever wants to start. Um, I'm Maddie. I am a junior at Point Loma and I study graphic design. Um, I'm not super involved with the leadership here, but I definitely feel very connected to the community. Um, and I run like a little roller skating club every Monday night. So that's kind of fun. Sweet. Hi, I'm Sarah Bell and I'm a sophomore Christian studies major and I am a part of Team Barnabas and a co-leader of Voices of Love. Amazing. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking, wait, before I start, I'm getting over a cough. So if my voice (laughs) sounds weird or you hear like a slight whatever in the background, I'm going to hold it in for most of this, but that's what that is. <laughs> Anyways, um, today we're talking about something very unique, which is Loma culture, right? So it's specifically um, pertaining to this campus, this community. So for any of our listeners who, because I know not all of our listeners um, are from Loma, which is cool, um, you get a sneak peek and an inside look into the campus culture here at our um, university and stuff. Um, so to start off before we kind of go into even just like, what is Loma culture? Like naming those things and then diving a little deeper into that. Um, I actually wanted to like first ask you guys, like, why do you think you were asked to be a part of this conversation? Um, that was something I kind of thought about for a little bit. I was kind of taken back that I was even asked to do this in the first place, but, um, I don't know. My brain kind of went to like, I have a lot of different friend groups here at Point Loma so I definitely like know a lot of different areas and groups around the campus Mm -hmm. um and then I also have like a little brand that a lot of people know about so that's kind of fun um I don't know I think maybe I'm a little bit different than most people here so maybe that stood out but I'm not quite sure (laughs) Mm, yeah and it's a clothing brand right yes yeah cool Sarah, what about you? Yeah, for me, um, Bella and I, we actually talked a little bit about Loma culture during lead week. So that was for um, on-campus like leadership before NSO. So we had a little bit of a conversation then. And I think just because I am involved a little bit on campus with clubs, that that probably played a factor. Mm, yeah, 
yes to both of you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and we actually had um, one more person. We wanted to get somebody from um, ASB, a director from ASB, to also be on this podcast to talk about, you know, local culture from this perspective, but unfortunately just didn't work out, so we're excited to have you two here. Um, but yeah, I think you guys both provide really unique perspectives and like how you identify, how you don't identify with the culture. Um, and even Maddie for you, like how you brand and stuff mm-hmm. to, um, cause I'm assuming, um, people who are familiar with your brand here, especially on campus, like is like a big part of your audience and stuff yeah. too. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear from both of you today. So to start off, um, I think one of the first things we need to talk about when we say Loma culture is like, how are we defining it? What does that actually mean? Cause it's like kind of a buzzword, I would say even on campus, you know? Um, but what does that actually like look like for us in our day to day lives and things like that? Um, so for you, just in what your own perspective has been, what, how you, what your own, um, experiences have been here thus far at Point Loma, how would you describe, um, or define the phrase, Loma culture in your own words, you know, if there's activities, trends, visuals, or even like personality characteristics that come to mind, what, what is kind of, what comes to mind for you guys? Um, I mean, I kind of came up with like a little starter pack in my head. Like if you're a Point Loma student, you probably like surf, you probably like are somewhat from like California. There's not a lot of people from out of the state. Um, you're tan, you probably love like alternative music kind of thing um and it's interesting that there's like this whole thing that you can identify as Lima culture because it's so um like prominent in the community it's like you see people and like generally the girls like dress up for class versus you go to different classes or universities and people will be in sweat like sweatpants and stuff but here it's like everyone's like very well dressed and like putting on almost like their best face forward kind of thing and it's really interesting to me that there's just um like visually you can totally tell that their students here um I would say like even by the way they dress is somewhat similar like all the girls like have a similar style like you're cool if you have a tote bag but if you wear a backpack it's like oh you're a backpack person kind of thing mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of just funny and that's something that I've really picked up on is like there's so much that people pay attention visually as students and then it becomes like a trend and it's like well if you don't follow that then like oh you're different like you you don't like to surf like who are you kind of thing Mm. so that's kind of what I picked up yeah definitely um we are such like visual beings so I think Mm -hmm. like one of the first things we pick up and notice that we definitely like immediately assign to like where we categorize you like in our own brains and stuff is like like you said, like clothing, mm-hmm. like fashion statements, what you decide to like align with, what you don't decide to align with. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Yeah, I think you perfectly summed up kind of what I pictured as well. Um, I think of like surfing, skating, mm-hmm. vans. Yeah. Yeah. What about like, like, like do any um, personality, like characteristics or things come to mind for you guys at all? I think a lot of... Instagram Mm -hmm. and there's like very specific filters I kind of associate with like Loma culture Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and like color palettes and just the way that people caption pictures Mm. yeah Yeah. Um, personality wise I feel like everyone is so bubbly like you have to be like this super positive outgoing like I'm just ready for everything like I want to go to the beach I also want to like 
go study, but I want to grab coffee with mm-hmm. you at the same time. Like, let's go to church. And it's just like this very high energy, high pace. Like I want to hang out with everyone. So it's a lot to keep up with for like more introverted or like people who maybe don't have as many friends. It's like you almost feel like you're behind in a way because these people are constantly like wanting to go, go, go and like hang out with everyone. So I think that's like the main personality trait I've picked up on. Um, Also, there's the opposite side of just being like so chill that they like are like, oh, sure, I'm down. Like I'm down for that. Like it's just Mm. very bland kind of thing mm-hmm. so totally um i was a student here obviously <laughs> um at one point in my life and well technically i'm still a student here because i'm in grad school so i've been here for a bit um and one of the things that i feel like i've heard or talked about with people before is this like um thing also of like i don't know what to call it like forced vulnerability maybe mm-hmm. in a way um and we can dive deeper into that a little bit later, but I think maybe with it being like, like it's a Christian private school. So there's a very, in our curriculum, there's a lot of like faith based, mm-hmm. um, at like things in it. Right. And stuff. And I think naturally some of that also then turns into like how we connect with one another, which is both a beautiful thing. But, um, one of the things I've talked about with people, sometimes it's hard to feel like when, vulnerability is authentic or when it feels like it is a product of what you feel like you need to have happen to like follow the culture and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so that was like also something that came to my mind as well um so I want to like define now for us you know what actually is culture like how do we define that in the dictionary so um the merriam-webster dictionary defines culture as the customary beliefs social forms and material traits of a racial religious or social group um and then something we kind of found more is like when we talk about it, the environment at PLNU may actually be better described, right, as um, a subculture um, or like a group of people within a culture that differentiates itself from the parent culture to which it belongs, um, which I think in some ways makes sense because you have like Point Loma Nazarene University, right? The university and organization and then mm-hmm. the subculture of like the student population and things that... Um, you know, the, the school's not like surfing and all of this stuff, but like how we attend here and like the students that make it up kind of promote that and all obviously like geographical location and all of those things as well. Um, but yeah, so I think that's helpful to keep in mind just like that definition when we talk about culture, what are we actually referencing and stuff? Um, what aspects do you guys personally identify with? in Loma culture and what aspects, you know, are you indifferent to? Like, it doesn't really, you don't feel one way or the other about it. Um, and what aspects do you like actively resist against and stuff? Um, because I think just even depending on how we like look all those things, a lot of us, we make so many assumptions about, Oh, this person is definitely this way and like that's not always the case and stuff Mm -hmm. as well so um for you guys what has that looked like (laughs) um I don't know that's something that I feel like I've conformed to a little bit I mean I remember my freshman year like thinking of that type of person I was versus me now is very different um and whether that be like the influence of the Loma culture on me or just myself changing as a person um I would say 
I do identify in like the surf crowd. I definitely do surf. I love it. But that is something that I definitely learned when I came to Point Loma. I didn't surf before that. Um, I carry a tote bag. I don't, that's personal preference, but um, whether that fits the stereotype. But I would say like, as far as personality wise, I feel like I'm a little bit different just because I'm not so like out there mingling with everyone. Like I need to be surrounded by people in order to feel like worthy or whatever um I'm more reserved and I'm very like picky with who I spend my time with just because life is busy and I'd rather like be with people that I really care about um and I don't know I try to like keep a really like positive headspace and everything so I'm very intentional with like how I treat people and everything with kindness and stuff um and also just my faith I feel like faith is something so um different to everyone that I think like the way like I worship God and the way that I love others is unique to myself Mm. yeah thank you yeah you said so many great things um (laughs) okay so I will say I have a backpack with me today but I do (laughs) also types of people (laughs) yeah I do also use a tote bag um and ways that I think I identify with the culture, I think I've definitely leaned into the like stereotypical let's grab coffee all the time and talk, mm-hmm. but I do genuinely love good conversation and quality time, so that's something I enjoy. Um, yeah, along the lines of faith that you brought up, I think that there is a lot of pressure sometimes for like your walk with God to look one specific way or one aesthetically presented way to the world, and a lot of um, like like you mentioned Bella kind of like forced vulnerability Mm -hmm. and I think that I am more private with my faith Mm. um and because it is so individual and like unique and I think that that might be one way that I um differ and kind of like not necessarily reject but I will say I like tend to be more private with it and yeah yeah um I really love what you said about you know how we like view our walk with God and like how it is like this, like sometimes we think of it as like needing to look a certain way, like Mm -hmm. you said, aesthetically like pleasing in that way and stuff, which is like, when you say those words, it's like, whoa, like that's so wild that we even like kind of have that subconsciously in our minds and stuff. Um, But yeah, I think you guys both brought up good points, especially about like what you talked about too, Maddie of like, a culture that is like um where you like it's more when you see people it's outgoing bubbly mm-hmm. things like that those are maybe the qualities that are like risen up a little bit more or just more noticeable um i think especially in how we like talk about like loma leaders on campus right you have like when you hear that for me at least sometimes there's like a very specific archetype of like who that person is and stuff mm-hmm. Um, which like I don't identify with as much because I'm more like introverted and like appreciate the one-on-one conversations but big groups are like uh, a lot and stuff too so I think um, there's a lot there that we don't even like realize is there until we name it we're like oh yeah that is like a thing but like I didn't even notice that and stuff Um, to name some of the things that are more visible I guess within the culture um And I guess to also just share, like, a little bit of the context, you know, at Loma and stuff, um, here's some really, like, you know, revealing facts and statistics about kind of, like, 
not only how our school is made up, but how very like Christian private schools are made up in general and stuff. Um, so when we talk about race, which is a part of culture, um, as of fall 2020, PLNU's undergraduate student body was almost 60% white, um, about 25% Hispanic, and less than 10% Asian, African, or Native American. Um, and so although some people talk about how white Loma is, uh, PLNU is actually about on par with nationwide racial statistics of university students in the U.S., which is super interesting in some ways. Um, I don't know if that is like a benchmark that we should obviously be like, yes, we're on par with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Probably more looking at the benchmark of all universities like, oh, okay, why is that a thing and stuff, obviously, right? But um, something that's like interesting to talk about because I think when we talk about Point Loma, one of the things we talk about, it's like, oh, everyone is like, um, it's majority like of white people here. And so it's interesting to then compare that to other universities and see how that measures up as well. Um, one of the other things when we talk about like economics, right? Um, classes and stuff here. Um, a 2017 New York Times study of anonymous tax records found that the median family income of a student from Point Loma Nazarene University is about 130000 um, over half of Point Loma students fall in the United States top 20% of wealth and every, <coughs> every one out of five students comes from the top 5% of wealth. Um, on the other hand, just 4% of students come lowest 20% of the United States wealth. Those were like super shocking numbers a little bit for me to hear and I was like, whoa, that's like, it's just like wild, more wild than I thought it was going to be in some ways. Um, but that's like a very real part, right, of like culture mm -hmm. and stuff because that, um, I mean, obviously in society and stuff like that, money for our society dictates a lot of like how culture is shaped and stuff and like what you're able to do with it. Um, but it even here on this campus dictates then like the fashion choices we pick, you know, the activities we choose to as hobbies and things like that, um, as well as like, the freedom to have a choice to do activities as compared to working outside of school and things like that. So there's a lot of different attributes that go into that as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What was your, like, did any of those, when I like facts stick out to you guys being like, Oh, whoa. Or like, Oh, I did thought it was higher or lower. Anything like that. Um, I would say like the race situation here is definitely like, I was expecting it to be a little bit more skewed towards the white, like 60 to 40. That mm. That's a big, that's not what I would have expected. But I also, like, when I think about it, um, it probably feels a lot stronger swayed because it's such a small campus, so you're only seeing such a small portion of people mm. all the time. Yeah. Um, but that, and same with, like, the wealth situation here. Um, it's a big privilege to come to the school, but it's really interesting to understand the economics behind all the people here too because it kind of shows you like I don't know different demographics that way and then also like introducing you to different types of people coming from different backgrounds mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah I agree with you um I was expecting the percentage of white students here to be higher than 60 percent but like you said Maddie it does it does make sense that it would seem a little more overwhelming since our campus is so small right um, and in terms of the statistics you mentioned for wealth and income, that seems to align with what I imagined. Mm. Um, and I remember coming here for the first time my freshman year and being really overwhelmed with like just how much 
privilege was around Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't necessarily grow up with that much um, extra like spending money and had a job all of high school and still have a job Um, so yeah that does that does line up with what I thought it would be yeah Um, and like you said I think it's a privilege to get to attend here and be here and education in general is such a privilege right that not everybody has access to Um, and it's also interesting to see just like you know, in, and I think this is, this is actually similar to a lot of like Christian private schools too. So it's not like Point Loma is the only like one with these, you know, um, but it's interesting to just see how these things then like kind of shape the ways in which we subconsciously maybe don't even realize like um, go about our lives in terms of culture here at specifically Point Loma and stuff. Um, so you guys have kind of talked about this a little bit and I'll talk about myself even with this too, but Um, I wanted to like dive in a little bit deeper of like, how have you, have you, um, I guess more so seen yourself change since attending Point Loma, um, either slash and or externally slash internally. (laughs) Um, internally, I think I've slowed down more. I'm from Connecticut, so the East Coast is, like, very fast-paced compared to, I think, Southern California, especially being on the beach. Yeah. And although I feel like I'm constantly doing things, and I do feel like people are also constantly doing things, I think overall, like, the environment is just a lot slower pace, and I don't feel as rushed to do something or as though I, like, need to constantly be doing something in order to have value. Mm. Um, I would say for me, a lot has changed mentally here. Um, coming here, I came from high school, really excited to come to college. And then I kind of struggled my freshman year and then COVID happened. So I never really like got a fun part until maybe my sophomore, junior year Mm -hmm. now. Um, but I would say my faith changed a lot because I went from being at home, going to a church that I really loved to then coming here and just, having such a hard time finding a community where I felt like really welcomed and like important or maybe not important is the right word, but just valued in general. Um, so coming here, I really had to like work on my mental state of just like finding my own faith without having to belong to a church and everything. And that like, I think shaped my personality a little bit because it made me like really intentional with all the like different things I'm doing because it was more like well I didn't really have a community to come to so then I had to kind of like make fun in other ways and like try to like be outreaching and be like a good like I don't know in that sense um and physically I would say like I would I changed my appearance a little bit I got more into fashion like that was kind of when I really started working on my clothing brand and was like this is really cool like I want to keep doing this and like started to pursue like my passions and I think that shaped more of my identity and like my appearance in general because then it became important to me to like look cool and like mm-hmm. have fun and do like do certain things that like people thought were cool and now that like I'm kind of like have done those things and it's like well who do I like really want to be as a person it's like yeah those things are fun and everything and like I've made friends and it's great and everything but you know like are those things fulfilling me as a person like yeah I fit like a stereotype or I fit like a certain aesthetic but um in general like am I happy with that and Mm. so I think that's something I'm still kind of like in between with is like 
being intentional with my actions and everything and choosing the things I really like. Totally. So, growth. (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah, right? And I think you bring up such a good point that I think we're all, like, navigating Mm -hmm. still, right? Of, like, what is fulfilling me, what's pushing me Mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, I think some of the things I have seen from myself just at my time at Point Loma is, like, a lot of my language has changed Mm -hmm. um, in the way me um i talk about things um there's certain buzzwords i feel like i use now like that are very loma-esque in that way um totally intentionality and (laughs) all of those things um which is like funny um but i think it also the same time it brings up a good point too of like separating well what is also like individual just growth as a person mm-hmm. um because i think there's definite attributes of like when i came to point loma i definitely changed the way i dressed um in terms of i just tried <laughs> which i didn't do in high school at all but um but there's other things of like oh, like, realizing realizations of, like, oh, I care about these issues or, like, oh, like, this is, like, something that I'm really passionate about, which I think is, like, um, more individual growth that we all just, like, learn as we mature and navigate and kind of, like, more so discover, like, our own identity and stuff like that as well. Um, so I always think that's a good point to bring up, like, um, you know, like, culture and how, like, the environment we're in does change us, but also there's, like, just internal growth and change which Mm -hmm. we love to see um as well that takes place um for you guys have you ever felt the pressure to conform to loma culture um i guess more so in order to feel as though you identify with the school and i say that with this pretense of Sarah, you and I have actually talked about this before, right? This, like, when we were doing lead week of, like, sometimes, like, what if, if I don't feel like I maybe embody all these characteristics we talk about, all these things, or I don't, like, identify with the clothing, or I don't identify with whatever we have named thus far, then, like, do I still, like, does it make me any less of, like, a point, being a part of Point Loma and stuff, which is a very interesting topic to dive into because like i think initially we're like no of course not like you're still a part of point loma um but there's a different feeling of like but do i do i feel like i'm a part of it like do i identify with this and stuff um which i think is important because we go here right like it's your school it's you're getting your education here and so that's an important part to bring up so in that way um yeah have you guys felt pressure ever to conform to it in order to identify with the university I mean, I definitely have, like, I think early on when I came to the school, it was just, like, these people were very different from who I was, and it was just, like, eye-opening to see all these people that are so similar to each other, and, Mm -hmm. um, like, of the same interests and everything, so it almost felt like, if I don't do those things, like, will I make friends? Like, that was kind of the pressure I felt when I first came here, is, Mm -hmm. like, well, if I don't have common interests, like, then are they gonna like me? Like, it's just such a weird thing and I think most people feel when they go to college it's just like you're under a lot of pressure to like make a friend group or form like a community so you feel like you belong but um I'd say that was the biggest pressure I felt is like 
having to find a group and having to like have an identity with those people here because I think there's a lot of different cliques around campus and you can it's almost like because the school's so small it almost feels a little bit like high school because I came from a big public high school in Orange County mm. so it's kind of weird coming back here and it's like you know you're at college so you don't really think popularity but there's like certain groups that are a little cooler than others which is kind of odd um so there was pressure there too just socially just like what group am I a part of and like where do I fit in kind of thing um and then also like aesthetically there's always that girls have to try and like boys look cool and you know you have to dress up so same as you I in high school I did not try (laughs) yeah here I am like putting on an outfit I'm like oh let me try on like three other shirts in the morning and see which one I like more (laughs) totally totally well I don't know if you guys ever I've been making the joke before where I'm like I feel like specific on this campus my experience has been before where I'm like I am like trying to make it seem like I'm not trying I'm just naturally yes like this you know like I was <laughs> totally. like which is so funny to think about like yeah. I'm putting an effort to, to look not like I'm not putting uh-huh. an effort it's just like effortless and stuff but yeah no I totally like yeah I definitely get that Sarah what, what about you what has that been like for you Yeah, I have definitely struggled with feeling as though I identify with the culture and like I even belong. Mm. Um, And even after our initial conversation about that during lead week, I've thought a lot about it. And I think that in kind of feeling as though I don't fit in with the culture, I've been able to like, here's using the buzzwords, Mm -hmm. but pour into relationships that are just like such good quality and with such good people um Mm -hmm. and that aspect of intentionality just finding other humans that i really connect with and that just like have a great heart um so in some ways it's been really really good but it it is sometimes like difficult uh to feel like you don't belong at the institution you're attending Mm -hmm. um and just kind of feeling out of place or I feel like I've observed, like, even just on Kathleen or at our school, staring is a really big thing. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah. Um, and, like, even without my glasses on, I can still, like, observe that that happens. Mm. And sometimes it is quite intimidating to just be walking and then have people stare at you um, and not knowing what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have struggled with um, with this, but I think it's been, in many ways, good. Yeah to talk about that Kathleen it's like a very that's like a pressure I feel is Mm. that it's so weird that on this campus that's like the one main connecting part of this entire campus so any type of person you want to see is most likely you're going to run into them there so it's almost like I personally feel like it's almost like this runway of like Mm -hmm. oh gosh like I have to go down Kathleen like I know I'm gonna see people I know they're gonna stare like I know they're gonna look at me like do I look at them back like what if I say hi and they don't say like hi back it's just this like awkward interaction (laughs) and it's so weird that it's like I I haven't been to a lot of other universities but I'd imagine like there's more areas where there's not just one giant group of the entire student body there so yeah it's definitely a pressure I feel in that area of campus <laughs> no i i've definitely been there and stuff where it's like and then you catch yourself kind of like how am i even like overthinking like yes. i feel like i'm like why am i in a position where i'm like thinking about all of this mm-hmm. even right now and stuff no totally um i think there's also something there to be said too about like i don't know if it's necessarily intentional pressure i would say more unintentional pressure of like sharing our stories Mm. and things um i think like we just say testimonies and things like that and i think having i I don't want to like 
get misconstrued and I think vulnerability is like very essential to our growth as both a community and as individuals, right? Like being able to have trust in people to share like the hard parts of your journey, the good parts, all of that. Um, but I think sometimes when we think about it in the context of how we talk, like share stories on this campus, sometimes it can probably like, especially in very big settings, like we have timeout and things like that, which are amazing platforms for it. Um, but I think maybe at other times then it's like, this underlying pressure of like, oh, to be known or be successful. I need to share my story. Um, and there's a lot of people who like aren't ready to share their stories or like need to process through things in their stories still and stuff like that. Um, that's definitely a pressure I think I have felt before of like, I feel like for me, like, and like you said, to make friends, to be known, I have to share all this mm -hmm. and stuff. But like, I'm not at a point yet for that to happen. So like, I don't know what to do because I feel like this is the way you do it here and stuff too. Um, and to also like acknowledge that people's stories look very different based on their backgrounds and experiences and things like that. And so there's also the fact of like relatability is not always going to 100% be there. And so sometimes, um, you know, I have students I know who are like, yeah, I just, like know that person like these people aren't going to relate to me in that way and that's not like I don't want to go through that hurt of sharing that story to feel like not hurt at all mm -hmm. as well and stuff um I know that's been a personal one that I've I think been navigating a bit too as well um both as having been a student still even um yeah well and I feel like when you open up in such a way and mm -hmm. you you are vulnerable in that sense there's almost this pressure, at least I've felt, where it's like your faith is under a microscope. Mm -hmm. And if you don't present in a certain way or you don't use the right terminology or the buzzwords like mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier, um, I feel as though people kind of completely dissect your faith and judge you based on how, mm. how you are vulnerable and in the way that you present that. Totally. Which is so terrifying. Cause it's also like, this is like such a fundamental part of me that I feel like you're now judging based off of like literally nothing and stuff, nor like when, when do you ever need to judge me about that and stuff too? But yeah, no, that's such a good like point of, and I think also a helpful reminder of like, Hey, how are we approaching people in that? Um, because we don't know their full stories and like what we think we're saying might be for them. Like, taken a very different way than we intended it to as well and stuff um you know as we talk about the university we talk about the culture and when i'm talking about the culture here we're specifically referencing um like the student culture right the culture within um how we operate as students like the language the slang all that stuff too um but what do you believe are some of the school strengths um, that are represented in our culture? You know, what are some of the things that, and I guess like to also put, like, do you believe there are strengths that the school has represented in the culture? And so like, what, what are those to you guys? One of the strengths that stands out to me is I feel like this university really pushes like um, individuality of like more so like talents. Like if mm -hmm. you have something that you're really passionate about, like they're very encouraging towards you. Um, 
or like Musafi. I think that's like really fun. Like mm-hmm. that's an event that is like where people can be creative, but also be social and also grab coffee at the same time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I feel like there's a lot of those types of events going on on campus where like they're very student led and very um, like welcoming to a lot of people. So I think that's a strength that the campus has. Yeah. I do think the school does a really good job of like all the general ed requirements. I know there are a couple complaints about having to take classes that might not apply to your major, but I've found that the professors that teach those courses, like, well, I mean, most of the professors, I think all of them really do genuinely care. Mm. And this idea of being well-rounded individual, um, I think is really good. And, um, oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. You're good. But, um... Yeah, I think that does translate into how we have conversations with others and being able to draw on these different classes that touch on different subjects um, has been really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would go on to say, like, talking more about the teachers and everything, I've had such unique experiences with my teachers here. Um I mean, being a graphic design major, the program is very small. It's not like most of my classes are Mm. eight to 12 kids, (laughs) nothing huge. But um, so I've really been able to become like best friends with my teachers. And that's been such a cool experience. Like this past summer, one of them asked me to house sit for him. So like I did that or like my freshman year, they took us to Palm Springs or like this year, like I'm going on a trip with them. And it's just so fun to be able to spend such quality time with professors and really know like you can come to them if they like if you need to talk or like even if you just want some time um that's just something very special and I think like even not in the program that I'm in the teachers that I've had for general ed classes more of what Sarah was saying they've been great and really nice people Hmm. yeah and yeah to echo both of you which I know it's funny that I'm saying this because I feel like I just talked about the like other side of this (laughs) uh, I think something the school does do well is the connection piece the community piece and just um providing the spaces to have community to have connection with people and stuff um and like you like you both said i think it's cool to go into classes and feel like i can like talk to my professors and i know they care about me they actually like i can go have conversations about my grades all of those things what's going on and stuff um and there's like a space to do that to talk about the you know anxiety of like tests and things like that as well um yeah I think that's something the school does really well as well um what then like to you know on the other side of that what um or where are the areas you know you feel that we can grow in terms of our culture being more representative of our students it's a tough question it is (laughs) it is To say also, I think with that, you know, because I wouldn't say the culture is representative of all of our students. I think it's representative um, of a larger population of our students Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But I think when we talk about this, um, acknowledging like what I talked about before, um, the race piece, right, and the um, like wealth piece as well, I think there's students on this campus who probably don't identify with the majority in that way and um, are, well, I know of some at least who, you know, like it's harder for them to identify with the culture in that way then too and stuff. So where are, like, that's more what I'm asking is, you know, 
where do we where can we grow in that way or maybe there's other ways that you guys have even seen in other aspects um where you're like actually i think this could even be like also an area we grow into i mean truthfully i think it all like roots from just a person being really nice to everyone because i think here there's a lot of like what you were saying is when you see a person you judge them and you're like oh well they're that type of person and you classify mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. i think if you just go in with open hearts that like you know these people are like you come from like similar not maybe the same backgrounds but you definitely will have things in common regardless if you're different appearance wise or like geographic location but um i feel like that's something that like maybe should be shifted is like the way people are so first to judge one another because mm. i think then there wouldn't be as many clicks in the community and there wouldn't be so many like different like things of like oh well like i have my friend group i don't really want to expand like these people are different from me so like i'm just not going to talk to them or anything Mm -hmm. and so i think that's what i would say is like really being outreaching and open arms to everyone yeah definitely yeah i agree with that and i would add to um kind of just more of embracing differences and being willing to listen and create space for marginalized or underrepresented groups on campus or even just like introverts like you mentioned I do feel Mm -hmm. as though extroverted voices more loud charismatic bubbly voices are the ones that like most people associate with the culture Mm. um so I just think listening and making space for other people to talk and share their experiences is a great place to start yeah um yeah I agree with all like both of you in that and stuff and that's kind of my like we already led into my question of you know what are some um, tangible steps we can take to add more inclusivity into our existing student culture? Because, um, you know, I want to like really preface this with like, this isn't a conversation of like, we need to change like completely the Mm. culture and stuff. Because as we've said, like there's a lot of great things about our culture currently. Um, But more so this discussion of like, Hey, like, Right now, I don't like think it's necessarily representative, though, of everybody at the university. So how do we bring them into that space where they also feel represented in this culture, where they also feel seen and heard and valued as well? Um, and I think you guys brought up both like very good points of that, of like being open, just like mm-hmm. coming to the table with like no um, prior, you know, assumptions, judgments, or anything in your mind. And like what you said is recognizing spaces where people who um you know are more marginalized more vulnerable um providing them the space and environment to hear their voices and recognize you know um their value and worth and make them feel known just as much as everybody else um especially and like like i love what you guys because it's really like making sure everyone's voices can be heard Mm -hmm. because somebody some people have quieter voices and some people have louder voices so just making sure that we all come in at equal volume, if you will, and stuff. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to add in that regard? I don't think so. I think like, that's like the main thing that I think would change it. Cause I think if you were to start like, Oh, people like start a group or like a club say, and like invite those people in the space, knowing those type of people, they're probably not going to come. Or if they do, they're going to feel more vulnerable and more attacked maybe Mm because they're like now put into a named group, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to say like, oh, all 
this is a bad example, but non-white people like mm-hmm. come to this and like let's socialize and stuff. Right. It's, it, I don't think it would be beneficial or like really help the situation. Um, I think it roots from how people treat each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even to like, to name like being, <laughs> excuse me, um, being open with yourself to step into spaces as well that like might make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. and stuff right for like our growth both as a community as i said before and as individuals of like hey like this is definitely not like my zone really but like i'm gonna try this out because like i want to hear you or i want to see this voice and stuff as well um yeah i agree that you know being able to just approach people as people and individuals and stuff yeah yeah i think something else too that i'll add real quick is just making it okay and people knowing that it's a good thing to take space for yourself to process Mm -hmm. and to reflect i feel like there's a lot of pressure to have something happen and then maybe post about it or Mm -hmm. immediately see how god's maybe moving in your life and then go from there Mm. but a lot of things take time and to really process them and reflect on what that means for our for ourselves and for action moving forward that's not something that necessarily can happen really quickly so taking time is really good yeah no so true self-reflection please that's always like Mm -hmm. i feel like one of the things i'm always like not spewing i don't like that word but like i'm always like (laughs) promoting on the game like self-reflect that's like all we do i feel like on like right now that's all we do on this podcast is like talk about our experiences where we've grown where we fall and all those things totally um well sadly we are wrapping up now um but i've so enjoyed this conversation and i think this will be very helpful to even get that conversation of like loma culture started um because i think a lot of people probably relate to you guys um in this but even being able to just name some of those things for people to be like oh my gosh i did thought like I was the only one who felt that way about this. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for both being here in that. Um, it's like my catchphrase now. I always say this. This is not, you know, the end of this conversation. This is very much like the beginning for us to keep pushing these conversations in the community, talk about it and stuff, talk about where we can plug in more as well. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Do you guys have anything that you would like to promote? Um, yeah at all um yeah okay so if you guys do like to roller skate um monday nights i'm starting back up i did it last year but um decided to redo it now that everyone's here um i haven't decided on the time either 6 30 or 7 30 in the fermanian parking lot in the garage um blast 70s music have fun and just roller skate around and socialize um and then also if you guys want to check out my clothing brand um it's also yeah. a 70s inspired <laughs> yeah. thing um i make jewelry tote bags sweatshirts t-shirts fashion it's fun so it's called far out florals um website is coming soon so yeah awesome be on the lookout for that please uh, yeah, and then for anyone that's um, interested, Voices of Love, which is the LGBTQ and allyship um, kind of affinity group on campus. We're just a safe space for community and conversation. We meet every Tuesday, 7 to 8, and then Mosaic has a bunch of awesome clubs and uh, resources to take advantage of. So if you don't yes. know about Mosaic, try to check it out. 
I hope you know about Mosaic. You've listened to this before, please. But yes, definitely check it out. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you guys both. I'm sure we will be hearing from both of you in the future and stuff as well. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast and for supporting us. And stay tuned for when we come back in two weeks as we discuss the experiences of first and second generation immigrants here at PLNU. Until then, be sure to stay safe and we'll see you soon. Take care. This podcast would not be made possible without the Office of Multicultural and International Student Services of Point Loma Nazarene University. It was executively produced by Bella Passi. It was associately produced by Sarah Gleason. It was written and researched by Sage Tabor. It was recorded by Tyler Darlington from the Media Services Department of Point Loma Nazarene University. Editing and graphics by Michaela Norwood.